The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to Luna the Podcast. My name is Carolina Salazar, also known as the Carolina Lifestyle on TikTok and Instagram. My goal with this podcast is to demystify modern spirituality, talk about all things holistic health and wellness, and to also empower you to show up as your best and highest self. Thank you so much for being here. I look forward to seeing you in the show. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. I am so happy you're here today. Whether you are a new listener or a returning listener, I appreciate you and I honor you and I love you. And I'm really excited for today's episode. We're going to be talking about feminine energy, which I think is a very important topic. We're going to dive into what feminine energy really is, what's the divine feminine and the wounded feminine, and then we're also going to talk about how you can tap into your feminine energy. I'm going to share tips on how you can do that, how you can activate it within you to balance it out with the divine masculine, and I hope that it's an empowering episode for you, that it hopefully provides you with tools to just learn more and hopefully implement into your life so you can connect even more with your power. So I'm going to keep today's intro extra short and sweet so we can dive in. I am recording in my backyard in my parents' house, and you might hear the sound of the pool water kind of trickling in the back. Maybe not, but it's really working well for my energy right now because the water and flow and all of that is super tied to the feminine. And so it's just a little synchronicity in my current recording space. But I hope that you enjoy. I hope this episode provides you with value. And with that said, let's jump right in. I'll see you on the other side. All right. So to start of the episode, I guess I just kind of wanted to share a little bit about my experience with feminine energy, how it's kind of come into my life and how I've struggled with my own feminine energy for a while. And so the first thing is that I think like a lot of girls, I am a pretty type A person. I've always been a very hardworking person and a perfectionist and just focused a lot on like external achievements and external validation and with falling into this go, go, go energy that kind of surrounds our society Something I learned as I started to learn a lot about feminine energy is that we live in a society that is more masculine. It focuses a lot more on achievements, on routines, on to-do lists, on goals, and and on achieving and achieving and doing and going and, you know, all of that. And the world we live in, especially before the pandemic, was and is very focused on this kind of energy And I think that the pandemic and us all being forced to slow down and forced to tune in and forced to reflect and to be inwards a bit more, both physically and emotionally and mentally too, 
it's reminded us that life can be slow too. And I think now that the pandemic is kind of fading and things feel like they're returning quote unquote to normal, which it's not really normal or the same like it used to be, but it's still, to me at least, becoming faster paced again. And I feel like I've been falling back to this type of lifestyle that's very fast paced, very go, go, go. The prize is the hustle. And because of the pandemic and because of my experience in the pandemic, I feel differently about the hustle now. And I feel differently about this go, go, go energy. And the thing is that I am a very overworked and burnt out person oftentimes because I work two jobs and I'm always wanting to do more and I'm always trying to achieve more. And as a very type A girl, tuning into my feminine energy has been a really big learning space for me. It's been a learning area for me, a growth area. And I remember in my first day of therapy with my current therapist, she asked me, how do you describe yourself as a woman? And I didn't know how to answer that question. And so that's kind of what really kickstarted my own journey with understanding what feminine energy is. And it just kind of opened up my life to this whole other way of seeing myself and seeing the world. And so throughout the last two years, I've really spent a good amount of time learning about feminine energy, being mindful of my polarity between masculine and feminine, and finding new ways to tune in to my feminine. So what is feminine energy and what is masculine energy? What is the difference? And I'll start by saying that they have nothing to do with gender. Masculine energy and feminine energy are about polarity And they are not about being a man or a woman. Though, in general, both men and women nowadays tend to be more connected to the masculine. And so that's why it's extra important for us all to learn to tune into the feminine. Because for something on every end of one spectrum, there needs to be something on the opposite end of the spectrum to balance it out. And... Originally, the cover photo for Luna the podcast was a yin and yang symbol. And on one end was the sun and one end was the moon. And the name Luna itself is super related to feminine energy, which is that and also that side of ourselves that is our subconscious, our emotions, the side of us that we don't show to everyone. And the first episode of this podcast is what is masculine and feminine energy. So I'm just going to reiterate it in this episode in case... You haven't listened to that first episode, but masculine energy is a lot about linear progression. It's about achieving. It's about goal setting. And the way that I think about masculine energy is a straight line. It's the, I have this goal and I do X, Y, and Z and I achieve to this result. That is masculine. Masculine energy is also the overall vibe of being driven being a person with lists, with just this pressure on taking action. Another word for masculine energy is firm energy and for or yang energy. And for feminine energy, it's fluid energy or yin energy. And so that is masculine energy. Some other key words for firm energy is focused, destination-driven, strong, sturdy, stable, unshakable, And it's almost like this flagpole energy, right? It's something that goes deep in the ground and it's firm and it's solid, right? It's there. And now we talk about feminine energy, fluid energy. To me, while masculine energy is a straight line, fluid energy is a spiral. 
or a wave. It's both growth that goes inward like a spiral and also growth that goes in waves because there's ups and downs. There's moments where things feel a certain way and then they feel another way and then you go back to an old lesson and then you learn it again and then you're just in this constant process of growth. That to me is feminine energy. Other words are also flexible or diverse, doing many things at once. It's more like the flag on the flagpole, right? It's like floaty, it's dancing in the wind, it's flexible. It's also really about tuning in to just being, creating your intuition and tapped into flow. And the thing is that while on this episode, I'm going to be focusing on feminine energy, the beauty of polarity, the beauty of firm and fluid energy together is that when you're able to unite them, you're complete. When you're on one extreme too much, you're out of balance. And so for me, I think coming into contact with my feminine energy is what's helped me tune more into balance, learn more about achieving balance. Because as I was saying, I'm the type of person who's always on the go. And it's really hard for me. It's been really hard for me to learn how to rest and how to slow down. And also embracing ebbs and flows and embracing the journey. Let's dive into some tips, some things that I've learned, some things that I've implemented into my life that have helped me connect more with my feminine on this journey of empowerment. First thing is sensuality. And I think I, that this is really cute because... I'm a Taurus and Taurus energy is all about the five senses and also Taurus is ruled by Venus which represents feminine energy just like the moon and so our five senses is as you probably know it's touch it's taste it's sight it's sense smelling and it's also what am I missing hearing auditory So if you think about that and you break that down, how can you tune in more to your senses? You can tune in to your touch by putting lotion on your body, by doing skincare, right? Like giving your skin love, doing a face mask, giving yourself a hug or giving other people a hug, touching the earth, touching sand, touching water, touching different things. Another way of tuning into your senses, like for example, combining touch with smells, with taste is cooking. Cooking is such a feminine energy fueled and fueling activity because you're creating something and you're creating something that's delicious. You can really pour your love into it and you can then taste it and smell it and it can really be a very beautiful sensory experience then that's why people also associate Taurus so much with food because it's a beautifully Venusian activity to do and there's so many other ways as well which you can engage your senses like candles smells incense finding a scent that you love a perfume smelling the flowers all of that so finding ways to engage your senses is at the baseline of feminine energy And it ties into the quote that I picked for today's episode, which goes, Sensuality is a continuous co-creation of desires, pleasure, and dreams of ecstasy between masculine and feminine energies. And also, when your masculine and feminine energies are balanced, that's the perfect way to define sensuality. 
So that's definitely an important point that I want you to remember is that engaging your senses is this powerful activity. It's a powerful thing for you to do and it's very beautifully easy as well. It's probably like super straightforward and easy. And it intrinsically ties to point number two, which is dance. Putting on music or even dancing with no music, that's also engaging your senses, engaging your body. And it's also engaging your hearing if you're able to put music and move with the music and really move your hips and really like let it move around and let it flow and get into that sense of just grooving. And really, I think dancing is very, very magical been a while since i've danced honestly i have to start having my dance parties at home more often again but it's a really fun way to connect with yourself and with your feminine energy because it's really when you're dancing you're carefree you're not necessarily focused on like let me achieve this goal let me go do x y and z you're just kind of flowing so dancing is really fun and it's also a really good way to tune into your feminine to tune in to that beautiful sensual energy. Number three is brew some tea. Having a little night ritual is a great way to connect with your sensuality and again with your feminine energy. Just really making yourself some tea at night and drinking it while you read a book or you light a candle or you journal, all of that. That's a super beautiful way of one, unwinding, of course, like ending the day in a very relaxing note But then also connecting with your feminine and connecting with that more restful side of you, more fluid side of you and holding space for that. I think just making the act of making tea is really beautiful. Number four is connecting with your emotions, connecting with your feelings, feeling your feelings. As I mentioned a little bit earlier, the name of the podcast, Luna, is very tied to the energy of masculine and feminine because... The moon is also super tied to our cycle, which I'll go into, but the moon in astrology represents our feelings. It represents our emotions. It represents how we navigate our emotional experience in the world, and it also represents our subconscious, the things that we might not be completely aware of unless we dive in to really understand it. And so feeling your feelings is really, really beautiful. It's really healing too, and it comes down to allowing yourself to feel like when we're feeling as women a lot of the times especially because growing up maybe we were told stop crying or whatever it's a coping mechanism sometimes to brush off our feelings to push them away to put on a strong face and say i'm fine everything's okay you know i'm strong i don't need help it's not a big deal it could be worse Like, coming up with all these excuses not to feel is disconnecting us from our feminine. Because our feelings are some of our most powerful sources of information. Like, when we tune into our feelings, we're really able to understand, like, what is actually going on. And, I mean, I'm a cancer moon, so I navigate a very intense emotional experience. I feel a lot. But for a really long time, I didn't allow myself to feel. I didn't really allow myself to accept that I felt certain ways. I felt ashamed for crying. Or I felt ashamed for feeling angry sometimes and wanting to stand up for myself or any of that. But our feelings are really important messengers when we are able to understand what we're feeling and why we're feeling that way. And feeling it fully 
it's powerful because it helps us also let it go, but also helps us understand ourselves, understand our needs, understand what we need to communicate better about. And holding space for your feelings doesn't mean letting yourself lead life purely by emotion and not really pay attention to how that might affect someone else. Like, that's not what I'm saying. It's a lot more about just being aware of it and not preventing yourself from feeling upset when you need to feel upset. Like, sometimes you just have to tell yourself, this fucking sucks. Like, I'm really pissed or I'm really sad or I'm disappointed or I'm ashamed or whatever. Like, sometimes you just need to let yourself feel sucky for a bit so that it passes, you know, and you just can allow yourself to witness your emotion non-judgmentally. I think that's super important. It's a super good way of tuning into your feminine too. Tip number five is connect to your intuition. So connecting to your intuition is a really beautiful thing. It's one of the most divine feminine things you could do. And it really, there's many different ways you can tune into your intuition. One of the ways our intuition most comes through is is these nudges. Like our intuition is never going to feel bad. Like it's never going to feel the same as anxiety. A lot of people confuse intuition with anxiety. It's not the same. Like an intuition is essentially this inner voice, this inner nudge, this inner feeling that you have, an inner thought. It might come really briefly, but it's there. And it will persist if you don't listen. And a lot of the times we have very strong intuition about things when we first come into contact with them, when we first meet a person or when we're in a situation. Like sometimes you just have weird feelings about things and that's your intuition. And your intuition is also that inner voice of your higher self that's nudging you in the right direction. And so really learning to listen to it is it's hard. And it could make a whole episode just to talk, just talking about intuition and how to tune into it. But tuning in to it, becomes easier when you slow down when you make space for quiet and also like through meditation through just tuning out you know the world and that means not consuming social media and like in the moments where you're not scrolling or when you're not overthinking or when you're just able to quiet a bit like that's when your intuition will come in the strongest and that's why I love meditation as a tool to help you connect with it Another way you can connect your intuition and also to your higher self and to the universe is through angel cards. I freaking love oracle cards. There's a really, really good deck that I love. I'm going to link it in the description in case you're interested in checking it out or getting your first oracle deck. And it's just a really fun way of connecting to your divine feminine because essentially what you do is you just say like how I do it is I shuffle them and then I just say out loud like universe, what do I need to hear right now? And the messages that come through are always on point and so I fucking love it I fucking love it I love angel cards I love connecting to source that way and it's really helpful to me in times when I feel really lost too but ultimately just know that your intuition is guiding you always to the right place and learning to tune into it is a really empowering thing for you to do because a lot of the time tuning into your intuition and following your intuition is going to make zero sense to the world it's not going to make sense to other people and feminine energy sometimes as I said is not the baseline that we live in societally and it's not what we've been kind of conditioned to believe is a way of living and so tuning into your intuition might freak people out but that's okay because it's your intuition and no one knows your intuition like you do so another way to tune into it too is to stop asking for so much advice and to trust that what you feel and what you want and what you know is your truth and it's a valid truth and it's yours and yours only and even if you ask for advice that person's going to give you advice based on their own experience and it might not be your experience it might not be how you feel so 
honor your intuition. Tip number six is connect your cycle. For us as women, we have the blessing of a menstrual cycle, which connects us to our divine feminine energy. And I went off of birth control around a year and a few months ago. And throughout the process of stopping birth control, I've learned a lot about my body, a lot about the cycle. And there's so much misinformation out there. And when we're on birth control, we aren't as connected to our cycle. Naturally, we just aren't because we're not ovulating when we're on birth control. And therefore, we don't have a real period. And it's kind of hard to track our hormones in our natural state of being without that. But even if you are not on birth control, you can also live by the moon and use that to your advantage. And I'll touch on that in a bit. But for me, connecting to my cycle has been a really powerful way of connecting to my feminine. Because menstruating is a beautiful thing that we do as women. And we shed every month. We transform in with every single cycle. And so just to give a little bit of an overview, the first phase of the cycle is a menstrual phase, which is also our inner winter. And that's even more of a yin phase, right? That's really when we are in our feminine. We're super intuitive in our period. That's probably when our intuition is the strongest. It's a really good time to reflect and just to open wide to receiving clarity and to also start planning and just setting some ideas down. And then after we start menstruating, after our period ends, is when we enter our inner spring, which is our follicular phase, and that's more yang, and that's when we're implementing, and we're taking inspired action, and we're trying different things, and we're really playful, and we're just experimenting with different things. And then when our ovulation comes around, which is our inner summer, also a yang phase, that's when we feel our most social, our most powerful, uh, and it's really when we're taking action to bring that vision to life and that's why it's also a yang period a more like quote-unquote masculine moment because that's when we really are in our most powerful place to take action and to embrace that masculine energy of doing and achieving and then after our ovulation period is done we enter our inner autumn which is also called our luteal phase and that's again our yin phase when we are more introspective it's when we are able to look back on the last cycle and refine and edit and figure out what worked what's no longer serving you it's one of our i think hardest parts of our phases because i feel like my inner critic is really loud i'm also like a little bit more bloated during that time and so i tend to struggle a bit more with my body image during that time but just becoming aware of it just knowing that that tends to happen during my luteal phase has really helped me and has really helped me be less judgmental with myself and also honor where I am. I always have like some type of mental breakdown during that time. Really like been a pattern for me, especially the day before I get my period. But anyway, learning about the cycle and learning about the different phases of the cycle, which is something I'm really passionate about and I definitely want to talk a lot more about to educate my community around and to help you feel empowered in your cycle. It's a huge way of you connecting with your feminine energy because men operate in a 24-hour hormonal cycle and we operate in 28 days plus hormonal cycles. So naturally, we're different. And the energy that we carry is different because of that. And so honoring your cycle, honoring your body. And then another way you can also tune into your feminine energy, which would be tip number seven, is connecting to the moon cycles. And that can go hand in hand with your cycle if you're on birth control still. And you don't really know where your hormones are at or really how to measure it. You can also just 
track your birth control pill or your quote-unquote period which is it a real period but that like bleeding that you get like that spotting that you get with the moon and seeing if it happens near a full moon or a new moon and also just tracking the cycles of the moon i made a whole episode about this in my astro series if you want to tune back into it but observing how you feel in new moons and observing how you feel in full moons and the process in between them the week in between a new moon and a full moon and just observing how it affects you personally and your chart personally can be a really powerful way also of tuning into those ebbs and flows in your energy in your mood and all of that and then last but not least connecting to nature i literally said that's so funny connecting to nature (laughs) connecting to nature is so amazing it's literally one of the best ways for us to tune into our feminine because nature is one of the best examples of feminine energy and cycles and ebbs and flows like i was saying feminine energy is like a wave and like waves there's ebbs and flows and nature naturally with the seasons embodies that right we have in our cycle in our menstrual phase our inner winter our inner spring our inner summer our inner autumn but that happens in nature and so being in tune with the cycles of nature and how you feel during each season is really powerful is also really powerful to just be in nature to take a swim to go to the ocean to feel the sand in the beach to go on a hike to put your feet in the grass to just observe a sunset, look up at the stars, look at the sky, look at the clouds, like anything, look at the flowers, look at the all the amount of trees around you, or the bees, or flies, or birds, like I'm literally looking up and I see three little birdies flying in the sky, like it's just such a beautiful part of being a human, and just like nature, we as women, and we as humans, are always growing and we're always changing, and we're always transforming, and I think it's a really amazing symbol for transformation, for feminine energy, and just allows us to tune in again to our sensuality, which ties it all together. And then before we close out the episode, I also wanted to quickly, very briefly, walk you through the difference between divine feminine and wounded feminine so when i recorded the episode last week of my spiritual journey i shared some screenshots of different moments marking moments in my journey and one of them was i said learning about feminine energy and so there's this chart that i shared which is a difference between the wounded feminine and the divine feminine and i'm just going to read the key words that are on there okay so the wounded feminine is needy, codependent, manipulative, overly sensitive, insecure, self-doubting, jealous, judgmental, controlling, spiteful, repressed, and an overgiver. And wow, that's a doozy of a list. <laughs> and I think a lot of us sometimes fall into that. Like I definitely have struggled with pretty much every word in this list like a lot of the times I have felt insecure or I have doubted myself or I've judged myself and caught myself judging other people or even just feeling like I'm a bit too sensitive at times to criticism or to comments or to things that I take personally and so becoming aware of that I think is really important and then there's a divine feminine which is compassionate wise intuitive protective fierce passionate empathetic creative 
abundant, nurturing, authentic, and magnetic. So while the wounded feminine is self-doubting and insecure, the divine feminine is magnetic, dude. It's fierce. It's authentic. The divine feminine knows her worth. She's powerful. She stands there for she stands her ground and glows. That's the divine feminine. And it's also about being wise, right? Instead of feeling like controlling or repressed, you're wise. You trust your inner knowledge. You're intuitive. You are empathetic. You hold space for other people. You're compassionate. You understand other people's experience. And you're creative. It's about being creative. It's about really creating things in this world, tapping into your creative ability. And that can mean so many things. Like it doesn't have to be in the traditional sense of I'm drawing and I'm painting. It can be I'm creative because I come up with solutions to problems or I'm creative because I dance or I sing or I free write or I write poetry or I just journal and I mind dump or I edit really beautiful videos or I make really beautiful food or anything really. I play an instrument, singing. Like you can tap into your creativity in so many different ways. And even the act of like becoming a mother is a beautiful act of creation too. I'm not a mom for anyone listening who doesn't really know me that well, (laughs) but it really is, it really is. And so I hope that these tips were helpful. So just to reiterate them, to tie it all together, a little bow on top. Number one is sensuality, which is the core theme that ties it all together. Then there's also dancing, brewing some tea and holding space for yourself feeling your feelings, connecting to your intuition, connecting to your cycle, connecting to the moon, and then also connecting to nature. So with that said, I really hope that this episode was helpful to you. I really hope you enjoyed it. And I really hope that it made you feel empowered to connect to your feminine. There's a really amazing book that I love called The Wild Woman's Way that I recommend to anyone listening. It really helps me learn a lot about this. There's also another book called Open Wide by Melissa Ambrosini, which is great. And then the last recommendation that I have is Untamed by Glennon Doyle. She's a boss. She's amazing. She was super impactful in my life as well. So with that said, I hope you have a wonderful day. Definitely let me know if this episode resonated with you when you listen. And let me know if you have any ideas for any podcast episodes, any topics you would want me to cover. I'm always excited with suggestions and if you feel inclined a little review on apple would really mean the world like seriously it would make my day if you wrote a review and sent a screenshot to me on dms i would mean the world and it would make me so happy so thank you so much i hope you have a lovely lovely week and i will see you next week for the next guest episode Love you so much and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.